Welcome to the True Talk Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by True Living Real Estate, powered by Keller Williams. Our mission, we are a real estate team committed to excellence, integrity, as well as living an abundant lifestyle. We are bold, friendly rebels willing to do whatever it takes to uphold these values for our families we help buy, sell, and invest in real estate. I'm team leader, Nellie Dettinger. I'm lead agent, Jessica Abart. I am Nellie's right-hand woman, Lisa Berglund. Woohoo! Marketing admin, Catherine Rapaz. Airbnb manager and cleaner, Fiona Dettinger. Yes! I, everyone's here today. We were missing a couple. We've got a couple gals out sick. But I'm so glad that everyone got to join us today that's here because you're all such a big part of a really unique um, area of real estate investment. It's really cutting edge right now. It's really unique in our own local market, providing the services that we provide. And the niche that I'm so excited to talk to you today is Airbnb investment. You might see like a lot of the buzzwords or you might have things popping up in your social media feeds that talk about furnished vacation rentals or Airbnbs or VRBOs or whatever you wanna call them. But today we're gonna unpack a topic. We're gonna give you a, a, a top five list top five things to consider when purchasing an Airbnb. And I'm so excited that we're all here to talk about this because all five of us have a big hand um, in this, either in our own personal lives or, or what we add to our business that provides these services. So yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this topic. Um, it's an exciting topic. It is exciting. It's so exciting because I feel like the early adopters of these kinds of things always get the opportunity, right? And I see a really big opportunity. Um, COVID has given us a total gift by creating the Midwest vacation or the American vacation, I feel has become like a 90 minute drive. Would yes. you guys agree with that? Absolutely. For sure. So that could be a lake home, it could be recreational land, it could be wherever you want to go and create solace and carved out time away from, you know, the cares, riches and pleasures or responsibilities of your life with your family and those you love. And we started using Airbnbs like, I don't know, 10, 11 years ago before they were really like mainstream. And for a large family like ours, you could make your own food. You could, you know, deal with yourselves without worrying about, oh, am I being too loud for this hotel neighbor? Or you could really also experience the area that you're traveling to like a local and what it's like to live in their neighborhoods and go to their local coffee shop. And you weren't so beholden to, you know, tourist trap traveling, which is what um, made me so excited. And I had decided a long time ago that we were going to build our, rebuild our real estate rental portfolio exclusively with Airbnbs and go away from um, year long lease lease rentals. And that's, that's what we've done. And I'll, I'll share a little bit more about that later. But going back to our list, the top five things to consider when purchasing an Airbnb is what? What's the number one? It's the number one rule of real estate. Location. location 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 that's right and it's such it's such a cliche but it's so true and um you know when you're talking about real estate investing in general they always say 
you're, you're making an investment in a neighborhood or a market or an area that you know. So what? Uh, the the wor- you know, they, investing gurus will tell you, what is the worst day of owning this property look like? So imagine the tenant isn't paying rent, the toilet is leaking, you have all of these things that are coming at you with this property. If you love where it is, all of those things become a lot easier, right? Because you have the long-term appreciation of holding the property and you're excited about investing in that, in that area. So what kinds of things do you guys consider when you're looking at a location for an Airbnb? And we could probably, probably kind of back up. Why don't you guys just all go around and really quick tell everybody that's listening your own personal involvement in short-term vacation rentals. Okay, Lisa, you have an exciting story. Yes, (laughs) tell us your story. Well, so backing it way up, um, my family, when I was growing up, we always went to the lake, um, and that's where some of my fondest memories uh, happen. So last year with COVID, um, you know, we couldn't really travel, and we're a big traveling family. Um, So I think around mid-July, I had put out kind of an all-call on Facebook saying, who has a cabin for us to rent because I just needed to leave for a little bit. And there was absolutely nothing. When I went on Airbnb, everything nothing. was completely booked or completely out of our price range. So that kind of is what got the, the ball rolling there. Um, we started looking for a place of our own that we could use as a family, but also rent out while we weren't using it. And um, by the end of August, we had put our, um, our first bid in on a house. We lost it. Um, tried again in September. And then by the end of September, the, the house that we had seen first and put an offer on came back available. And you, we snagged you tenaciously, it. I'm just going to say, <laughs> number one, okay, let's just be real. Lisa became obsessed about <laughs> finding a lake home. Yes. And this is just... You know, what I believe, the focus and energy that you put towards something determines your result, right? So you became obsessed and tenaciously pursued this property. Yes. Um, It really was the first property that popped up that we fell in love with. It was the first property that we put any kind of offer on. And really, we only did offer on those two properties. Um, The first one that we lost, the second one we lost, and then the first one we, we got a second chance on. And so tell me why we, you were so excited about it. It was because it. of the location, right? Um, the location, we, we were really excited about the lake that it was on. Um, super crystal clear, all sports lake. Um, the house was completely updated already before we um, got in it. So oh, there was, that was really so nice. minimal work. We did have to do some work, but it was just kind of finishing up some of the projects that they had started. But all of the hard work was done. So it was great. Yeah. What made it nice is um, somebody was living in there as their primary residence. So that made a big difference. Everything that they had started, um, you know, they took it from a 1970s cabin to a modern, um, a more modern place. And everything that they put in there was top notch quality stuff because they were going to be living there long term. But then job relocation happened. So we swooped in. 
and and grabbed it so yes and you totally okay so throughout this whole process let me just say that you number one you totally undersold me on how nice this property was <laughs> you were going into it lisa is very good is this is one of her superpowers she's very good at um you know what is the what is what is the worst day of owning this property <laughs> She was thinking about a, a lot of the worst days, right. and I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, what is the best day? Like, this, it's all going to be like that. You know, this is just going to be an amazing investment, and that's why I think why we work so well together because it ends up somewhere in the middle. Right. And the result was phenomenal. The result was phenomenal. We did end up closing on it at the end of November, which, when you have a lake property, that's not the best season to not start in Wisconsin on. not in Wisconsin um, but we were able to get you know a short term renter in there they stayed for two or three months Perfect. over the winter just so we had a chance to take a breath and get ourselves ready for what was about to happen which was craziness right so let's it kind of leads me into the seasonality part because we do have um, a really robust lake season right. and we're gonna get into that but I want to hear about Jessica's newest purchase because one of the things that I'm so excited about on our team is that everyone kind of shares this vision of having a second home and making it income producing and Jess tell us what you're up to um, so I got the bug by hanging out with these girls on the team um, We've stayed at Airbnbs and done nightly rentals when we travel and stuff. I never really thought about owning a nightly rental property. We own, um, you know, residential rental property and have renters in there that do 12-month leases. Um, but these guys were so excited about nightly rentals and we have like a side to our real estate team that manages nightly rentals for other um, investors and I'm like, I want to do that. I, I think I could do that. And my husband grew up in Wisconsin. He's always wanted to own a cabin on the lake. It's been his dream since he was a little kid. And so I'm like, well, let's let's go for it. Let's start looking for our first um, lake cabin. And Nellie ended up finding a cabin listed in Luck, Wisconsin. And what happened with this listing is somehow it like got stuck on the back end of the MLS and wasn't getting syndicated out. It was a real weird situation that happened with this listing. And so luckily it had been on the MLS for like a week and a half and they weren't getting any showings because it wasn't getting sent out like a typical new listing yeah, does. It wasn't getting populated correctly. So it's like weird things like that can happen and that's just all kinds of opportunity. Yeah, I was like, we have got to go see this. So you'll know that if it's a nice property on a decent lake, they will not last long. So I knew that we had to go that day or that next day to see it. And so we went and checked it out. We loved it. Same situation as Lisa. The people that were selling it lived in there full time. Um, so they converted it from a three-season cabin to a four-season cabin. They added laundry facility. They have their own well and septic. Um, so it was just the perfect opportunity for us to use it as a you know, year-round um, nightly rental opportunity. Yeah, and when you think about location and the proximity to where this property should be to your primary home, 
I want you to start, like listeners, I want you to start wrapping your head around the idea, what, it would, what would it be like if I could have a free cabin? Like a cabin that pays for itself, a recreational property that doesn't cost anything out of pocket once you get it rolling. Because, our, Lisa, are you guys even making a mortgage payment? <laughs> We've already paid our mortgage payment for the next several years. Wow, thanks to the summer. that's amazing. In awesome. like one three month, in one three, three month, month period. period. Yeah, we didn't that even get incredible. it up until middle of May. So our first booking was um, Memorial Day. Awesome. Yeah, and we were booked solid throughout the entire summer and ended up making so much money. Mm-hmm. that we actually just um, became under contract on a second investment property um, a little further north. So, we're so you're just about rolling with too. it. Yeah, the snowball effect. That is just yeah. incredible. Have you guys gotten to enjoy the property too? Like, let's like rewind for a second and talk about that. <laughs> so that's the thing. Good one, Catherine. Um, Good we one. did take a couple days in June because we got it uh, up so late in the season um, we did have a couple days that weren't booked in June, so we did grab those and were able to enjoy it then. And then I did snag um, uh, next weekend, actually, um, to, to have my family up there again. Um, but to be honest, our summers are so jam-packed anyway. Um, we are looking forward to being able to enjoy some time up there in the fall. Um, when all the colors are out, we'll still be able to use the lake and, you know, the boat. Um, but I feel like that's a slower time of life for us, and we'll be able to enjoy it then. That's cool. And good job taking those opportunities because it is really tempting to just get caught up in the hustle and just keep rolling with it and snowballing right. it and not taking time to enjoy. Like, I say that because guilty is charged. Right, and, and that was the original purpose. But then right. you get your eyes just get so big at what you can earn that it is very hard to give up those weekends because you know what you're giving up. Right. But, you know, family first, we're super excited to be able to use it. And, um, yeah, especially in the, in the fall when things slow down for us. Oh, yeah, and it's just decorated so beautifully. It was so much fun to work with you on that and help you put all of that together. The choices that you made were just awesome. And... We're going to, in the comments of the podcast, we're going to put the link to your lake house. Mm-hmm. And um, Jessica, we're going to keep updating that because when your lake house and luck gets gets put on, and we'll, we'll put links to all of the properties that we manage. And Fiona, I wanted to, I want to get you in the mix because you had a really unique opportunity last summer to invest in a property. Do you want to tell us about that and what your vision is for that? Yeah, so last summer when we went up to Uncle Josh's uh, cabin, Dad and I were just, like, talking about properties, and I was saying how I've always wanted to have, like, a tiny house or an Airbnb, like, in the future. And we, we, I think it was you, actually, one of your past clients had this house that was, like, very run down in Cumberland. That's a very run down is an understatement. it, It was basically, like, trash. There was some, like people that were doing drugs there and there was a lot of poor the garage burned down in a meth fire okay (laughs) yeah basically so um we got we we, i invested in that 10 percent. so basically all the money i had saved up i put into that and then last summer like i started working on it with dad and i had friends up there we were tearing siding off and then we put siding on we also extended it to be a second story 
so there was a lot of work that we did to move it and along. it still has a lot of work to do but the goal is to make it an airbnb and it's on like a really nice almost private lake in cumberland one of the smaller lakes um that's not by beaver dam or anything but yeah i think that's a very special place and it'll be a really cool airbnb when it's done it is a special place and it's again the location it's so important so this property is near where our family has a lake cabin and it's not a huge high dollar recreational lake of like a thousand acres or more it's a 70 acre lake and it's super clear and clean and it's a great opportunity for somebody that's looking for kayaking or paddle boards and doesn't isn't maybe necessarily into speed boating and things like that so um there's a lot of opportunities for recreational investment that aren't um you know a, a lake cabin that's hundreds and you know a quarter of a million or a half a million dollars there's a lot of room for investment if you're just looking at you know at the at the right thing so that's it's, really really cool yeah especially for like younger travelers too because i know if i want to book an airbnb i'm not going to be able to get something that's 350 a night unless mm-hmm. i had like five or six other friends that were going to split it with me but if it's like me and a few other people something that's on the more affordable option is better and if it's like in a smaller area and there's more like private things to do i feel like that's also desirable to people as well yeah absolutely absolutely um and so we're going into number two to second thing to consider seasonality we touched on this a little bit but i want you to think about if you live in an area that does have four seasons and you know honestly even though they say there are some parts of the country that aren't four seasons every every area really has four seasons it's either hot hot or hotter or not so cold nice cold and colder <laughs> but if you're in one of those areas in the country like we are in our market and we have the deep freezes in the winters and the beautiful fall colors and the wet springs and the hot summers look at what does the pro what is the property in close proximity to so you can use the location to take advantage of the seasonality so is this does this place have an amazing great room and a fireplace so people could come and use it as a winter getaway or a big family get together over the holidays uh lisa are you guys by um any other recreation other than the lake what do you so yeah it's a huge snowmobiling area so that's actually how we got it rented out so easily last winter is it's right on the trails um you you can snowmobile right out from our the front of our house that's awesome and there's also the ice fishing on the lake Mm -hmm. we have a really cozy room with a gas fireplace that just exudes comfort when you've got that on so yeah it's been a great place even in the winter and do you guys i mean aren't you right up the road from a casino as well yes two miles from a casino which is great yeah so plenty of things to do in the winter as well definitely a draw so i have seen a huge popularity with groups of people getting together for like retreats or whether it's like quilting or cooking or just girlfriends getting to chat and you don't necessarily have to be a destination that's just summertime to attract those kinds of bookings so that's really cool oh wisconsin you don't have to necessarily be a super desirable location like sometimes there's smaller towns in wisconsin that people will go to if the house is super cool and historic or it has like a library that they want to go to where it's like on a farm 
So if you like create those experiences for people, then they'll want to book your place. It's not necessarily just where it's located too. Yeah. Not even going to location, it's knowing that community you're buying in. Like it's yeah. knowing like, okay, I want to get something in Ashland because of all the events that happen in Bayfield and there's nowhere to stay in Bayfield. Like exactly. Yeah. If those are those small markets. It's like, I mean, my next Airbnb booking is in the middle of nowhere, Iowa because of a baby shower. I have, well, not, I get to go to, let's put it that way. Because <laughs> right. For sure, right? right. Oh, special yeah. times. Yeah, for sure. There's, so there are so many places where our friends and family live and places where, um, there are events that draw people and, you know, the option is like, you know, a 15 room motel from the seventies that no one wants to stay in. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay $75 a night for that. No. And actually it would probably be more like $175 a night because of supply and demand. Right. <laughs> so for sure. No, thanks. No, thanks. So the top thing that I get from clients that I get excited about this idea, and you've probably heard it too from people, is who's going to manage it. And I don't want to get into like all of the inner workings of what our arm of our company, True True Rest, does. I think that's a whole other podcast topic. But I just want to touch on, um, you know, getting together a game plan for who's going to manage it because everyone likes this idea of owning Airbnbs. When I owned our first medical Airbnb that was based in Rochester, Minnesota back in 2012, I was doing all of the changeovers myself. I was doing all of the cleaning. I was very overwhelmed. It took a long time. It was a four bedroom house. And I just said, oh my gosh, this is not, this is not worth it. Um, And I think that management is really, really important. Um, Lisa, how have you guys dealt with that? So we live an hour and a half from our Airbnb. So with both of us working full-time jobs and having four young kids at home, um, you know, cleaning it at least ourselves is not going to happen. My husband is super handy. So, you know, if there is something that we can prevent from happening by him going up there and doing some work, then great. Um, But we were pretty much in the process of trying to find the right cleaners, which is super important um, because who wants to show up at someone's house with gross sheets and, you know, garbage garbage on the floor. You you have to be be able to trust your cleaners, especially when you're an hour and a half away. So we went through the process of interviewing cleaners and we found um, uh, two women that we absolutely love. And they have done a fantastic job of keeping our place clean. And they just kind of keep us in the loop as to, you know, what supplies we're needing more of, um, if there's any damage to the house, if anything's missing. And then, you know, there will be a weekend or two, um, probably each month, that we'll head up there and um, just check things over, mow the lawn if it needs it, Um and just, you know, do damage control, which we really haven't had much to even fix at this point. So, nice. um, so far we're managing it ourselves with the help of the two cleaners that really, I should say they manage it because they do such a fantastic job. That's great. And the key thing that um, I took away from what you were saying 
is that you have two cleaners. So I feel like in order to be successful, you need to be at least two people deep on every property that we take on um, because life happens. You right. know, um, people get sick, you have quick changeovers. Sometimes we need to bring in two crews if it's a big enough property to just get the one day turnover done. Sure. Um, and I think that it's really handy um, to have two people that are within 15 or 15 mm -hmm. or 30 minutes of the property that can that can handle that um, the other piece of the management that I see is so that is so key is to be overly critical of your property and try to basically anticipate you know what could be broken if sure. this handle is a little loose well, somebody might think it's very right. Loose We're or very proactive. Become, yeah, you, you just know. gotta be. You gotta be on top of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Cool. Well, let's talk about guest amenities and experiences. Um, Catherine and Fiona, you guys are right now coming at us from our Airbnb property in Paula, California, and I've been so impressed with the experiences that you guys have been able to create. Um, just on the property and talk about the thought process that's gone into that. I guess it's really just taking advantage of what's here naturally. I yeah. mean, uh, the nice thing about this property in California is there's a lot of outdoor spaces uh, in order to host things like yoga or like there's so many possibilities in this space. But I think it's also thinking about like what kind of things you would want to do at the property. Like, do you want to have, I mean, I'm going to say it again, but do you want to have a yoga morning with your girlfriends when you're there? Do you want to hammock? Like, yeah, I like, set up a hammock back in the woods and people can use like the swings that are here that was set up by one of the guys that was doing the tree trimming. So there's just like simple things, simple pleasures that people enjoy that don't have to be like super expensive or like you spend a ton of money on just something that you would enjoy doing too. Yeah, picking oranges, walking yeah, around in the rose garden. Yeah, in the outdoor grill. Yeah, mm -hmm. the outdoor grills that are here, there's like two. Fire pits, yeah. Yes, grills and fire pits are huge. Whether, you know, no matter what the location of your property, if you can um, incorporate those things, they're inexpensive things that just kind of plus the experience for the guest especially if you're on water, like kayaks that are available, paddle boards, um, you know, canoes. Life and stuff like that can easily be found on Facebook Marketplace or thrifted. Like you don't have to go out to like Shields and spend a bunch of money on outdoor equipment. No, right. not at all. Right, yeah. that's exactly right. We have um, a lake property that's coming on in Wisconsin and they're gonna be doing pontoon rentals. Mm -hmm. So that's a great add on, you know, just think about what you can, what you can do to up the fun factor, I guess. Up the fun factor. Cool. Um, the last thing to wrap this up that I want to talk about and get our listeners kind of engaged in and maybe thinking about how they would set this up for themselves is I want you to think about what is your end goal with owning, you know, an Airbnb or a furnished vacation rental? Is it just to have one? Is it to use it as a stepping point and a stepping stone to 
um, you know, own your dream cabin. Um, you know, Lisa, how did you go from choosing your first investment and what thought process went into choosing your second investment? And can you share with us, like, what is your end game with this? So I'll be honest, it uh, my end game kind of changes here and there um, just because sure. I've just been so blown away by what has happened this past year um, with our first one. Um, originally, I thought, you know, this will be a place that my family can go. We'll rent it out enough to pay the mortgage, and that will kind of be it. Um, it wasn't my dream property. It's a great property, but it's not someplace that I would want to retire or, you know, things like that. So then the wheels in my head started turning a little bit, thinking, well, maybe I can use this one, um, you know, make some money off of it, pay it down really quickly, and then sell it to get a nicer one. Um, so that was a thought process for a while. But now I'm seeing how much money we're making. And we bought our second one. And really, this is money... I wouldn't call it free money because it, it does take work, but it's money that's being made outside of our, you know, 40 hours a week jobs um, that we can rely on if need be. And hopefully someday um, we can upgrade and, and, and find a cabin that will, you know, host our family to be in 20 years. Who knows? Um, I, I have four kids, so who knows, you know, what's to come, but that's the plan for now. That's incredible. That's incredible. What's your end game, Jess? What's your thought? Um, so our thought is that we want to um, start with our first one, keep it for seven years, I think is our plan. Um, and at that point, um, we'll be able to sell a, a property we own in South Dakota and become mortgage free. So when we're mortgage free, we just have this cabin um we are probably gonna see what the market's like but sell the cabin and upgrade so we want it's a stepping stone for us to have that million dollar lake property that we will continue to do nightly rentals on i love that vision i love that vision and what's even cooler is can you just tell everybody what the stepping stone was that got you to buying this little lake home like financially like how did you guys make that happen so um alex and i met um because i bought a boat and he had a truck and so we (laughs) we met because uh we both love boating and being on the lake a non-appreciative asset that i add two of them um and so we kept the boat we've had the boat for seven years now and we just decided because we have two young kids we don't get out on the lake often enough um, on our boat so i told alex if you want to buy a lake cabin then we need to sell the boat and the boat will be the down payment we need to get this cabin and so he was not on board to do that um and actually once we got the boat out of storage and i saw it it was an emotional decision for us because that's where why we're here today with our beautiful children our beautiful home our life here in wisconsin is all because of that boat um but yeah we we let go of the boat to buy the cabin that is so cool 
Can you, you tell us what you named the boat? Oh, so it's a Malibu boat. So we called her Malibu Barbie. So we sold Malibu Barbie <laughs> to get the lake cabin. Now we got to come up with saw? a name for the cabin. I know. I know. I just, I got to see it. I got to see it and then I'll, I'll channel it. Maybe I'll have some ideas. Yeah. So think but of ideas. But when you see that, I just wish you could all picture and was it was she orange? Yep, she was orange. Oh, she was orange and white. And she was good. beautiful. She, she was, was beautiful. beautiful. And if you could imagine a boat, what a boat looks like that's named Malibu Barbie. That's what she looked in your like. Mind, that's what that's what she looked like. Malibu Barbie. Oh my gosh, that that's amazing. Fiona, what's your end game with your Airbnb vest, investing as you're just just getting started? Um, my end game is I want a property with multiple tiny houses on them to be okay. like almost like a tiny house community that people do short-term rentals on. Okay. And where do you want it to be? I don't know. I haven't decided because I really like, I really like Arkansas for some reason, because I have a feeling it's going to be the next like cool place for people to move. Like how it was Colorado and Utah. I feel like Arkansas is like going to be the next place for some it's reason have its moment. It's like, yeah because it's like cheap the weather's great there's nature there's mountains hot tip hot tip real estate like, productions from the, the new millennial on the team this is great this is great i just feel like arkansas and and the hot springs arkansas is so cool like the downtown area i feel like nobody knows about it like whenever i've talked about visiting it everyone's like where's hot springs arkansas like right nobody it's, knows it's, where that is. it's not arkansas wisconsin we're talking about arkansas the state the state yeah yeah. yep the state awesome yeah that is so cool cool. i need to go check it out i've never been to hot springs arkansas and the housing market in arkansas is really cheap like cheaper than wisconsin it is very very affordable well i think that that's a whole other podcast topic Catherine, where do you see your airbnb investment vision taking you in the next in the next five years i mean i'm still on the gotta get the first lake home I mean, I grew up spending, I mean, my parents retired to a lake in Wisconsin. I have been fortunate my whole life to have that property as part of my family history. So I would love to get another lake home, just like you were saying earlier, in that area. So as much as I love my family, I would love to have my own space while visiting my family. I think we all think that's a great idea. Uh, It is. It also may have played into the part of Lisa Berglund buying her second property, but I'm not going to say anything more than that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So that's where I'm at. But then my other thing is, I mean, I do a lot of international travel. Like I have stayed at Airbnbs throughout Italy and France and Ireland and England. So ideally owning a property overseas would be a huge 20 year goal for me <laughs> let's get but, you can do it in 10 years yeah definitely. 10 years i'm yeah. I like to say four yeah. to five yeah like, people <laughs> okay like to quote our company founder people underestimate what they can do in five years and overestimate what they can do in one so yeah. i i love that and please please buy a vacation rental in europe please yeah please mm-hmm. yes yeah we're all we're all i'm so glad that i asked this question this yeah. is yes. so cool mm-hmm. well i'm just gonna wrap it up by sharing a little bit about our story when i started my real estate business five years ago we had a small like <clears throat> six acre property that we were fixing up 
in Buffalo County, Wisconsin. And it was a labor, it was a, it was a love-hate relationship with that property in so many ways. And, but we knew that if we persevered, we were going to have a home here in Wisconsin and we were gonna be able to own a place where winter does not exist. And we had our sights set on doing that in Southern California of all places which surprises a lot of people, but I'm sorry, if you've ever spent any time in Southern California, you would not question it. Not, it is not to be, it is a vision not to be questioned. And we were put in a really right situation last year that allowed us to find a property in Northern San Diego County in, uh, right outside of Temecula. And we have four and a half acres with four cottages that are all um, on Airbnb. Um, three of them are on Airbnb, and we're utilizing that property to fund our vacations and fund our ownership in a place where winter doesn't exist. And we're also amassing um, a small cottage in northern Wisconsin. Uh, I envision us having an Airbnb property in the downtown area of Eau Claire, Wisconsin, a super happening place to be. Um, with lots of things going on. And I see us having that farm in Buffalo County on a different piece of land and basically focusing our real estate investments to create that passive income to fund our life that, you know, helps us create our overall wealth building goals. And I think that what I envision happening in the next couple of years is being able to build a larger single family home on that property in California, you know, so we have a place to retire whenever that happens. And then all of those cottages can become income. And the beautiful thing about this and why I think that this is so great is you eliminate a lot of the issues that you have with long-term tenants and having deferred maintenance that goes on that you might not know about that could really be a hindrance or a big um, money suck to be completely honest and you're always in the property and you're always kind of seeing you know how they're living and breathing and the attention that it needs which is cool and I don't know I mean I think we've all kind of proven by this conversation that the sky is the total limit so if you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking oh it would be so great to be able to own a cabin or a lake home or a piece of hunting land. Um, you can monetize almost anything recreationally between vacant land and renting out a campsite on hip camp to you know a traditional lake situation to hunting land with a cabin. There's opportunities available at almost every price point and every budget. And if you if this has been inspiring or interesting to you, I would just love to get in touch with you or one of our team members, any team member can help you find this property that you have envisioned and make it your own. So keep dreaming until next time. We're the True Living Team. Thank you so much for listening.